Hey everyone, this is Ben. As you probably noticed, we didn't release an episode this week. Uh, we decided that it was important to allow some space for the voices of people in the black community to speak truth to power and uh, to the rest of us. The history of law enforcement and minority communities in this country is, is shameful, and unfortunately, we haven't yet been able to escape that history. Killing, brutalizing, and harassment of innocent people by law enforcement is unacceptable. The fact that the heel of the state is still disproportionately affecting minority communities is disgusting. And uh, it isn't the kind of thing that we should accept or make excuses for. Um, there's entire communities of Americans that, that don't, and frankly shouldn't, trust the police to help them when they're in need. And, and trust is something that is difficult to build and incredibly easy to destroy. Unfortunately, this isn't a problem that is going to be easy to solve. Um, there's no bill that Congress can pass that'll just fix this. But one thing we do have working in our, our favor is that the vast majority of law enforcement agencies are administered locally. Uh, generally, police chiefs are appointed by a mayor and sheriffs are voted directly by the residents of a county or parish. So much more so than any national or state elections in, in local elections, your vote can make a difference. And municipal elections have some of the lowest turnout numbers of any elections in America. So in, in some jurisdictions, they're held separately from the general elections, which further drives down the number of people that show up. So uh, one of the most effective things that, that we can do to affect a change to, you know, the tactics and accountability of our police departments is elect mayors and sheriffs that will actually make that a priority. So uh, check when your next election is. Um, a lot of them are going to be held in November and read up on the candidates and then, you know, carry your anger and passion into that election. We generally stay away from politics on the show, not only because they're divisive, but mainly because it's not one of either of our areas of expertise. There's a lot smarter and better informed people out there that have given the issues facing the country a lot more thought than we have. And uh, ge generally fear that we would just be crowding the pod space up with our poorly informed and half-cocked opinions. To that end, I do have a recommendation for the podcast before we uh, let you get into the debrief. Seeing White is a docuseries put out as season two of the Scene on Radio podcast, spelled S-C-E-N-E. -E. The host, John Bewin, and uh, his uh, guide, I guess, Chenjirai Kumanika, explore uh, what whiteness is, which sounds like a weird recommendation right now. But before listening to it, I really never given any real thought to being white um, or how it affected me or, more importantly, others. You know, they, they go over the history of race and racism and how many things look a lot different when you're not white. And uh, most pertinent is the stark dichotomy of experiences white and minorities have with the police. Uh, I highly recommend giving it a listen, um, especially if you're a uh, white middle class dude wondering what all the fuss is about right now, because there's a lot of fuss for good reason. Now back to your regularly scheduled program. Welcome to the Geek Not Off-Topic Debrief. I'm John Williams. And I'm Ben Robinson. Yeah, and here we are. We're uh, going to do our off-week show where we have a little casual chat about what's going on in the world and what we are up to. I found a, a number of interesting things this week. It was kind of, uh, we've been in the doldrums for a little while and uh, got all kinds of cool shit this week. Really? I thought our last episode had a shit ton of stuff, too. Oh, well, good. Maybe the world's starting to open back up. Yeah, it seems that way. Well, I'm glad you've got a lot of stuff because I sure don't. Sweet. So um, what have you been up to? What's new? Hmm. Did I do anything interesting? Uh, you got yourself a haircut. I did get myself a haircut. That was uh, the highlight of my week, actually. Uh, it, oh. 
My hair had been bugging the shit out of me for like a month and a half. Like I needed to get a haircut when this whole thing started. Oh, fuck. And uh, so it was in my eyes all the time and my hat wasn't fitting right. So every time I bent over, it'd fall off and shit. It was just driving me nuts. So, uh, yeah, got a haircut. It's nice and uh, trim and short now. My wife hates it and I love it. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a have any sort of stake in it besides having to look at you on the screen here when we're recording. But I mean, I get why your wife liked it. Your hair, your hair looked good before, but I 100 percent understand the uh, the functionality issue that yeah. you had with it, especially if your hat's fallen off. Like that's that's a problem. I didn't mind the way it looked. Like it was fine. Like it looks wise, it would it would have been okay if it just wasn't uh, a constant pain in my ass. Yeah. So I was I was almost to the point if they weren't going to open some barber shops to just fucking shave my head and fucking be done with it. But that, <laughs> that would have really pissed her off. Yeah, I'm I'm ready to get a haircut myself. I you know I always keep my hair really short, and it's it's been growing out long enough to where it's just sort of like tickling my ears i'm so sick of that when i'm driving around or something i have the windows down and the the wind blows my hair up against my ear lobes and yeah. just makes it itch and tickle but i did see that these supercuts that i go to is open they're accepting online uh reservations and it looks like their their uh stylists check in like online so you can you can reserve a certain stylist if you want oh do you got like a certain uh, person you use all the time yeah, this lady, Jamie, at Supercuts in Auburn, I first started going to her, I don't know, probably about five years ago. She was at oh, Folsom shit. Supercuts. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I've I've always had issues throughout my life of just being generally dissatisfied with haircuts. Like, there's always something that I don't like. And I went to her and, you know, I just sort of gave some vague instructions. But I said, you know, just let your intuition guide you. And I loved what she did, so... I, I've stuck with her. I followed her to to Roseville and then to Auburn. Reno's next. Oh shit! Yeah, I don't know if I can go much further. Like, <laughs> thankfully, I moved out to Rockland because before, when I was in Sacramento, I was driving an hour to get my haircut. Gross. Out of Supercuts. Yeah, I I don't even uh, I don't think I've had the same person cut my hair twice in years. So I just tell them about the same thing I told the last person, and then tell them to use their better judgment because they know way more than I do. I'm yeah, gonna, you're the expert cut my hair <laughs> do what you do because i went like 15 years with that haircut so uh i still feel kind of green <laughs> so uh i i think let's kick this thing off with uh i think the biggest news that broke like what a few days after we recorded the last one. Oh yeah yeah wait a real quick shot of big news uh i didn't get up to anything but thank you for asking oh oh yeah well i thought uh so, John, did you do anything interesting? <laughs> I, I inked a shit ton of comic pages. That's it's coming along, and I, I've started talking to uh, to our buddy Chris Alvarez. We're going to be doing a daily check in with each other and and giving oh. progress reports. Yeah, so we're going to hold each other accountable for getting some work done. Fuck yeah! What's Chris working on? Um, he's working on a book called, uh, recast with the writer, David Andre, our, our buddy that I used to do hot rod with. Yeah. Um, he was doing recast when we were all, um, doing that anthology book ghost thunder presents, but he's going back and redrawing some of the early pages because his styles changed and it's, it's looking real good. Nice. He's got some new angles, some new takes on things. His style has evolved a bit. Cool. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's looking good. Good for him. So uh, I guess we want to kick this off with like the biggest news that broke. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one that I have the most to say about. Yeah. And it kind of broke like shortly. It was like a day or two after we recorded last time. So it's been out there for a little while, but we haven't talked about it. So it ain't news yet. And that is uh, the Snyder Cut is a thing. I mean, Snyder, Zack Snyder's Justice League is a thing. I don't know if it's really the Snyder Cut, because I don't know if that ever really existed since he yeah, left before so it was edited. For those, for those nerds living under the world's biggest fucking rock for the last three years, you know, Justice League came out. There was the big uh, hoopla over Zack Snyder, you know, supposedly stepping away from the project when his daughter um, killed herself and for, you know, family tragedy. There's reports that that WB was already unhappy with him and had, and had sort of let him go. But then they, they used that as like the public face of it. I don't know if we'll ever know the precise truth, but so Joss Whedon stepped in, reshot like a good 20% of the movie at least. And they kept Zack Snyder's name on it. It came out. People for the most part did not care for it. And I mean, me personally, I felt like it, it was a, it was a, weird gross frankenstein's monster of a of a movie how'd you feel about it i didn't like it um i mean it was not terrible like but it was not a good movie and it was definitely not what i was hoping for in a justice league movie yeah yeah even beyond just the mustache problems you know there were a batman that was weirdly uh inconsistent with jokey joke and darky dark yeah yeah and the tone of the movie seemed confused and inconsistent and uh i'm gonna continue to be bitter about big superman justice league level movies uh until dark sides the villain glog damn it um, yeah if i can throw steppenwolf at me and i'm not going to be satisfied no matter how good the movie is <laughs> yeah damn it that's why why are you f- jerking me off here put it in your mouth wow <laughs> <laughs> oh wow uh yeah so that came out and ever since it did people have been screaming you know or hashtagging release the snyder cut because there were rumors that there was a snyder cut that was three hours long some actors had said they'd seen it and there was all sorts of controversy over whether or not it existed and in what form it existed so i think the truth has now come out that it existed as an assembly cut you know without finished special effects but all of the principal photography was done and he had shown it to people and through all of the the fan fervor and even the support of the actors in the movie, um, they have gone ahead and given the green light to plunk some money into this. They're saying 20 to 30 million. There are reports yeah. coming out saying it's going to be more like 70 million. Holy I, shit. Really? There's no way they're going to get their money back on that, right? I can't remember who it was. This, uh, this ah, shit, some executive at WB was actually uh, giving an interview and they're like, so 20 to 30 million. And he's like, ha, 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 I wish it was only 30 million. Like, that, that's how he shit. put it out there. Because they're putting it out on HBO Max. So, like, the, what they stand to gain from this is subscribers? Yes. They're going to get and- that many subscribers? I, I have a feeling that just like, like, uh, like Mandalorian, they're going to go ahead and put it on their streaming service. But since uh, so the, the report came out that instead of doing like a three or four hour cut of the movie, it seems like it's going to be a six part mini series of 35 to 40 uh, minutes each. So they're going to add they're going to add some more special effects in. They're going to do some reshoots, 
probably not with principal cast. So from there, if it's popular, they can go ahead and release that on Blu-ray and DVD and put, you know, extras on it and shit and then make make some money through that. But regardless, like, I think the, the easiest way to equate this is this is to HBO Max what Mandalorian was to Disney Plus. Like, this is they're, they're probably spending their marketing budget on on this to, just to to get subscribers, you know, treating it like it is a new show. Because yeah. I, I guarantee Mandalorian cost more than 70 million dollars for that first season. Well, yeah, was, yeah, full new production and everything. Absolutely. And it did not have low production values. So no. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm hoping it's going to be good. Um, but I guess we'll see. I, I would be surprised if it is a complete 180, something amazing. And it's, and it's probably not going to be the Snyder cut. It's not going to be his original thing. I mean, it's been three years. He's got all the criticism from the actual movie that came out. He's, you know, I'm sure there's going to be some new ideas and new directions and rewrites and stuff that are going to go into it. So it's not going to be that original cut, but it will be something new and something interesting. And, and that's cool. And he is referring to the project as something all new. Um, but I think that's more in reference to, you know, whether it's going to be something close to the Joss Whedon one, just without Joss Whedon stuff. But no, apparently the reports are, um, you're going to see dark side. Dark side was initially supposed to be the villain in that past battle. Um, and he's shown concept art of that. And there's supposedly going to be a Green Lantern showing up in there. Oh. And I'm curious if they try to tie that into the Green Lantern core series that's coming out on HBO Max. I would be surprised if they didn't want to do that. Yeah, I mean, they might be afraid of tying them into continuity. But I mean, why the fuck not? They're not making a Green Lantern movie right now. Well, and even if they don't tie it into continuity, if they just get a consistent looking Green Lantern in there, it will create a little bit of synergy and some hype. Yeah. Or use Guy Gardner, who probably won't show up in in the first Green Lantern movie that comes out. In his jacket and his dumb haircut. Yeah, his little bowl cut. I was drawing him the other day. I'd had a few drinks and I was drawing the old uh, Justice League uh, of America from the mid 80s with Blue Beetle and Booster Gold and Fire and Ice and Dr. Fate and shit. It's kind of fun. He he has a place in my heart. Like like a guy that cocky and that much of a fucking dick can walk around with that haircut. That's uh, <laughs> that's impressive, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, and apparently, uh, uh, Harry Lennox, the guy who played General Swanwick in Superman, Man of Steel, and Batman versus Superman, was supposed to be revealed as Martian Manhunter. And there's been uh, oh. some social media cues little drops little hints that that they may keep that in there fucking love manhunter that'd be awesome yeah yeah what what i'm most curious about is where does this go because they're not gonna they're not gonna do a season two they're not gonna be able to get gal gadot and henry cavill and ben affleck especially back for uh for you know more so hopefully it's just a success and i you know they use it as a jumping off point for well, I guess there are no more real properties to to do it with except Flash, but Ezra Miller's in the fucking shit right now. I mean, maybe they could like uh take the continuity and bump it into like Young Justice or something. Yeah. Yeah, split off a universe. Yeah, a couple cameos from those guys here and there or uh, you know, deep fake cameos if nothing else. <laughs> and uh spin off something new like that. Uh I mean, if it if it's a huge success and they actually do end up making a bunch of money off of it, you know, who knows where they could choose to try and take it. 
Yeah. So that's the thing on, on the social media right now. Like there were those people who even up to like a week before the news dropped, you know, when, when, uh, when sites would run little like, Oh, maybe the Zack Snyder cut will happen. Yeah. And granted, I don't blame these people because they've been saying that for three years, maybe it'll happen. It's like oh, fucking clickbait, like get over it. You fucking dorks. It's not going to happen. It doesn't exist. And, and I'll admit, I got a little petty when I, again, had a couple drinks and I went on that Facebook thread and I was, and you know, every time somebody said like, like eat shit, you fucking nerds, it, it's, it's not going to happen. I'm just, I'm just like, suck it. Or just like, <laughs> yeah, you want to check your sources, motherfucker. Um, I got, got a little petty with it, but had I been a betting man, I don't think I would have put money on it coming out. Yeah, it was, it was definitely a, like, I kept the faith. I was like, it's, it's too smart of an idea for it to not happen on HBO Max. It made sense. Um, so when it did happen, I was, I felt vindicated and I was stoked. But now those people, the, the detractors and the, the Snyder haters, which I'm not the hugest Snyder fan in the world. I'm PVS and, and Man of Steel were all right, but they're all just coming out saying, okay, well, great. You're going to have another shitty version of Justice League which is entirely possible. It's definitely a possibility. What if it's great? Yeah. Like what, what happens in, in the world of DC movies? If it's great. I mean, they they stand nothing to lose. It's not like they're going to tarnish the good name of the justice league movie. Yeah. And it's cool that he gets to come back and finish the movie. He started. That doesn't happen a lot. You know, if you move on from a movie and they get someone else to finish it and it, it goes through theatrical release and tanks, yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's really big, maybe you get to do like a director's cut or something later on. But uh, it's not often that, you know, someone that was off project gets to come back and say, hey, yo, this was my original vision. Like, we're not going to see that with Star Wars. Yeah, the only other time I, I can think of that was the Richard Donner cut of Superman 2. And even that took like 30 years to come to fruition. And you had to like cobble it together with with like what footage they had shot and they had to reuse some Richard Lester stuff from the original Superman too. But you know, it it was, it was not polished, but it was cool to see. Yeah. Well, it sounds like they've got at least $30 million of polish to put on this thing. So yeah. And, and that, you know, one, one show that I get a lot of my geek news from, so I guess I should, I should shout it out is um, the John Campia show on YouTube. And I think they also do it in podcast form. They just hit a lot of these geek topics and I trust his information that comes through and he's usually pretty objective about rumors and stuff. So it was also like his sources inside DC who have broken news in the past about like Ben Affleck being out and um, shit. I can't remember a couple other things he cited like, you know, they, they've given him really good information that turned out to be true. They're the ones that are also saying like, oh, yeah, no, this is going to be like 70 million. So that's that's where that number is coming from. Cool. But one other bit of news that they've given him is he he just dropped a video recently where his sources are are saying that J.J. Abrams Bad Robot Productions or his uh, his production company, um, they signed an exclusive deal with uh, with Warner Brothers. And I guess it's not even a rumor yet, but what they are saying from behind the scenes is that uh, Bad Robot and J.J. Abrams are going to be taking on Superman next. And I guess one of his sources is saying that they're not sure if it's going to be Henry Cavill or not. And the other one is saying it is going to be Henry Cavill. Huh. Well, cool. <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we talked about this briefly before, and, and I haven't been the hugest supporter of Henry Cavill on here and, and his Superman. 
you know, but I mean, he, he hasn't had the best material to work with, but still, you know, there was just something he's no Christopher Reeve, in my opinion. No one ever will be John. It's true. You know, if someone could though, I, I, I would welcome it. I, I won't say it'll never happen. That's but. an uphill battle for whoever's going to try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> to, poor to, bastards putting on the cape. Yeah, to try and uh, supersede Christopher Reeve in your mind. Yeah, right? that is a that's going to be a tough nut to crack. You know, a lot of people love this Cavill guy, but you know, I am just a big supporter of Superman movies being made. So if it's going to be Henry Cavill, fine, make it happen. I mean, it's not Nicolas Cage, so. And I wanted to see that one, too. <laughs> I wish with all of my heart that that movie got made. Is, so this is going to be a proper theater movie, not not a HBO Max thing. Correct. Yeah. Theatrical yeah. release. Nice. Big budget, probably $200 million movie. Personally, say what you will about J.J. Abrams' uh, Star Wars movies, but like, I don't think he's made a movie that I think is just straight up bad. So... I, I've got faith. I really liked his Star Trek movies. I enjoyed his Star Wars movies. Um, Super 8 had a bit of the uh, the Spielberg magic. You know, like he does seem like maybe not quite on the same level as like peak Spielberg, but he, see, he seems like he's from that school. He knows what he's doing. That's for sure. Yeah. Mission Impossible 3 was great. There was that whole debacle in the in the early 2000s where he had written a Superman script known as Superman Flyby. You can find it and read it. I did. And it was weird. Like Krypton didn't blow up and Lex Luthor was an FBI agent who turned out to be Kryptonian. And I think that that's all the weird stuff that I do remember right off the top of my head. But I mean, they, they, they were getting ready for production first with Mick G and then Brett Ratner. And, um, like there were, there were suit sculpts made, like there's concept art out there. It would have looked cool. Huh? Interesting. I think Val Kilmer was was in line to play uh, the villain Tizor from Krypton, and they were going to make a whole trilogy where, like, you know, at the at the end of the first movie, Superman was going to take off for Krypton, where he was going to go there and be powerless, and the second movie was going to be on Krypton and you know have like a big war or something. And I think he was supposed to die, and then Jor El was going to kill himself and infu- and like somehow bring Superman back. I don't know. There there was. There was it was a big mess back in the day. So there'll be some trade negotiations. We know crowds love trade <laughs> negotiations. <laughs> Long Senate debates. Yeah. Oh boy. Um. All right. Oh, cool. Well, new Superman movie to look forward to. I think I've got less concern with J.J. Abrams than I do with studio interference because Warner Brothers has a long and storied history of fucking things up. Especially in the last several years. Yeah. So um, I, I think I'm more concerned with what they might you know, how they may hamstring him than uh, him just not performing. Well, hopefully they've taken a cue from letting James Wan do his thing with Aquaman made a billion dollars, letting Patty Jenkins do her thing with Wonder Woman made, you know, 800 million or so. Aquaman made a billion dollars. Yeah. Aquaman broke the billion. Isn't Holy that insane? Shit, that is insane. Yeah. As long as they don't let uh, Margot Robbie call the shots, I think they should be all right. <laughs> Cool. Um, bouncing back to HBO Max real quick. Yeah. I, I like I don't want to get it on principle because um, I don't like paying for things. And uh, it's just more things I got to pay for now and less things that I, you know, that are going to be on the streaming service I do pay for. But um, they're going to have the Justice League thing. They're going to have all, you know, they'll have all of Warner Brothers properties, which is a fuck ton of properties, to be fair. 
And uh, it was just announced that they're also going to have, uh, you know, a license on, at least for a while, all of the Studio Ghibli movies in one place. Oh, no shit. Which is fucking cool, because I don't think any streaming service in America has had that yet. They've had bits and pieces of them, but they're going to have all of them. And that's all like the Miyazaki stuff, right? Yep. And uh, those are some absolute gems. He's one of the more reliable, like, uh, I guess, director creators out there. Um, I don't know if I've seen a single one of his movies that I didn't like. Yeah. Do you have a favorite? Uh, Spirited Away. Rank them. Yeah, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) But no, Spirited Away is my favorite. I I love that movie. Yeah, see, I I feel like I've seen most of them one time, but I've never actually gone back for the proper analysis. I was watching them when they were coming out new and we were in our, you know, like late teens, early 20s. Yeah. And I was usually drunk or stoned, I think. Because like, I know I've seen Princess Mononoke and Spirited Away and Howl's Moving Castle. I think that came out when I was going to college. And, you know, it was a big deal, but... I don't have the connection that, that a lot of people do, but I feel like I could. Yeah. There's definitely a few I haven't seen yet, but, uh, you know, if HBO max tempts me into getting it for a month or two, I'll probably rectify that. I'm just hoping they absorb DC universe, like properly the DC universe app. Cause I, I pay for that right now and it's, it's worth it to a geek like me. Um, Harley Quinn's really good and doom patrol. I heard good things about. Doom Patrol was fucking great, and a second season yeah. just dropped, yeah. or at least is dropping. So if they get, yeah, if they get the DC Universe properties too, they may ply some dollars out of my wallet. Yeah, because Warner Brothers has got a, a solid fucking library, and if they actually do the thing where they like put all of their library on there instead of this weird Disney bullshit where they're holding back and not putting everything on there for some reason. I mean, I know some of it they've got licensed elsewhere, but. uh Fox has a lot of great movies that aren't on fucking Disney Plus, and I don't know why. Well, Disney's got the fucking problem of their image. Like, they're not going to put Alien on something that, that on an app that is called Disney. Well, fuck them. Then I'm not going to pay yeah. for that app. Warner, Warner Brothers and HBO will not have that problem. HBO is known from the yeah. very beginning from for making uh, adult content. Not only that, they own Sesame Street now, too. So oh shit, they're running the fucking gamut. yeah but i mean if 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 they absorb dc universe like it's i think it's only like eight more dollars a month than i that i'm paying for dc universe by itself like i would absolutely switch over to hbo max oh yeah yeah shit yeah speaking of disney plus um they announced some details some very slight details um on uh the new muppet show Oh, no shit. They're doing one, huh? Yeah, they're doing a new Muppet show. Uh, it's basically, I think the, I believe that what I read was that the plot is essentially, it's going to be very meta humor again. Muppets are a good vehicle for meta humor. Where basically the um, the plot is Scooter is trying to get everything together to get the new streaming Muppet show on air. Okay. So, <laughs> that makes sense. And uh, he's going to run into all the uh, wacky roadblocks you would expect a uh a someone trying to produce a muppet show run into it's it's muppets so i i'm interested the the last muppet show that came out what a few years ago maybe even yeah more where than it was that. like half office yeah and uh it, I, I don't think it did very well but i liked it a lot it had a little bit more adult humor in it and stuff it was uh i i enjoyed the shit out of it so I've heard that enough to where I I would like to give it a chance, but I just haven't. And do you know if it's streaming on anything right now? 
I think if if anything, it might be Hulu. Yeah. But I don't have Hulu, so I could not confirm that. I will check it. I do have Hulu. Um, so yeah, new Muppet Show. That'll be rad. Yeah, why not? So let's see. I mean, the only other note that I actually have that's uh, of any import is the, of course, the SpaceX first, uh, the not launch, and then a few days later, the launch. Yes. They launched that shit. And today, they, uh, as of this recording today, they docked with the, uh, with the space station earlier today. Yeah, Bob and Doug are on the, uh, are on the space station. Uh, I, I watched the live event with Odin. He was super excited. Mm-hmm. It was pretty cool. Um, the launch or the dock? The launch. Well, I think the dock happened like middle of the night. Oh, okay. Because it was, I think it was like 19 hours after the launch, which was at like 11 in the morning. So it would have been like early the following morning that it occurred. That's wild thinking. I mean, sorry to, uh, to interrupt your story, I guess, but like just thinking about driving for 19 hours to a destination, like sounds shitty, but like how weird to be in a rocket going away from earth for 19 hours before docking into a, a friggin' space station. That's fucking wild. Did you, well, and they got like up into orbit and were like, you know, the really exciting stuff was done after like nine minutes. Yeah, now they're like, okay, let's watch the world get smaller for a while. No, it's just, not even. It's not even getting smaller. It's just them. After that, they're orbiting. They just got to catch up with the space station. Oh, they just got to make okay. rendezvous. Is all. So it, yeah, they're they're just flying over the Earth, and I don't think there was any windows in that capsule, or not much of a window. And uh, did you see the seats they were in? Only only a quick glance. So no, not not enough to weigh in on it. I'm hoping they're comfortable because they're like sitting there. They're in like these stiff spacesuits. Their feet are like t- strapped down. And uh, yeah, 18 hours of that. At least there's no gravity. So your butt's not going to hurt. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to have aching like bed sore ass muscles. Yeah. And they had, they had big touchscreen like displays that like read all the data and stuff to them. So maybe they could like throw a couple movies on or something. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a little Minesweeper or Spider Solitaire. Yeah. Play some Street Fighter 2. Okay, so sorry, you were watching this with your son. Oh, it's just because he was super excited about it. It was fun seeing him that excited about it. I mean, we were watching earlier in the week when they were going to launch and the weather shut them down, but we had it going for like two hours before the uh, the launch, just watching all the all the prep and all the live shit as it was happening. Mm-hmm. And then when they shut it down, we're like, it was so fucking disappointing. And, and I knew that it was going to be happening on Saturday morning, but I just, uh, I just spaced on it. Ooh, ooh, no pun intended. Ooh. Oh man, John. No, yeah, it was a. Uh, I mean, it's a big deal because it's the first time that you know a U.S. born rocket has delivered astronauts to the space station since 2011, when the last space shuttle went up. Oh, was it that that soon? For some reason, I thought it was like 2007. Oh no, you yeah, you are right. Yeah, it was 2011. I was in. I like. I kind of had the opposite experience of what you were just talking about there on the last space shuttle launch because I was in Florida. I was working in Pensacola. And I really wanted to go see the last space shuttle launch. Um, but it was on like a Thursday and I had to work. I couldn't get out of work. And uh, so I remember it was on, it was on the TV at work there in the office. And I remember watching it and uh, they said like, if it gets delayed, you know, they're going to try again on Saturday. And I was like, oh, come on, fucking delay it. Come on. Thunderstorms, thunderstorms, <laughs> rain, rain, rain. Because uh, if it had gotten delayed to Saturday, I would have gone for sure. But uh, it did not it went off without a hitch. And uh fuckers so i had to go see we ended up going and seeing the curiosity 
rocket takeoff. I don't think I know about that. Uh, the, the rover, the Mars rover, Curiosity. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the rocket that carried it to the space. We saw that one take off. Well, yeah, and then I don't know. Did you see yesterday SpaceX uh, had a little bit of a uh, snafu, I guess you could say. the um, Their SN4, the Starliner prototype that they've yeah. been testing, the fourth one, the the um, they, they did a static burn on it. And uh, where it's strapped down to the ground, it just burns for a couple seconds, you know, just testing ignition on the thing. And it went off without a hitch. And then about two minutes later, the whole fucking thing exploded. Yeah. Fireball city. Oh, yeah. It was huge. I watched a video of that and I knew it was going to happen. And I, I was watching for about two minutes with just like, you know, the little the little fire there. And I was like. Is it just off in the distance? Like, what am I looking at? Is is my resolution this shitty on my phone? <laughs> and then I like glanced over to to look at something else away from my phone, and then I turn back and I see the the the, the whole screen's just like covered in a fireball. Yeah, like oh fuck, I can't believe I missed it. I was sitting sitting there watching it. it. Didn't happen. They were supposed to do like an actual launch test of it like today, today or tomorrow, and I think that's been put on hold um, since it blew up. Uh, they do have a, uh, the SN5. They do have another prototype waiting in the wings, so um, they can resume stuff. But I think they've got to kind of figure out why it exploded yeah. before they uh, try and launch one again. How can we make it not explode? Yeah, because yeah, when I when I first read that headline, all I saw was SpaceX and explodes or, or like, oh, whatever, no. and I was just like, "Holy shit! What are you fucking talking about?" So I I thought I thought <laughs> SpaceX was fucked, but. No, they didn't kill the astronauts. That would have been bad. Yeah. Yeah. When we were watching, I was like, like, all right, my son's really excited about this. We don't need to do Challenger again. Yeah. Do not let this be a Challenger, please. (laughs) So I'm glad everything went off without a hitch. Uh, Let's see. What else do I got? Yeah. What else do you got? Uh, There, it has been confirmed that uh, the oft started and stopped and... uh, plagued i guess D movie is starting pre-production and they have assigned uh, like a writer director team jonathan goldstein and john francis daly um i guess they're the guys that did uh spider-man homecoming okay and a few I, other I, I know the john francis daly name but i couldn't say from what yeah spider-man homecoming is the yeah. only thing that i really like that jumped out at me like okay i that, that, that's recent and i know that are they executive producers uh they're they're going to be directing it Oh, and, interesting! And I think writing it because they, I think they wrote, they wrote Homecoming together, and then okay. um, I don't know, they don't, I don't believe they directed that though. No, I believe it's uh, uh, John Watts, somebody Watts, not Reggie Watts. Oh, that would have been cool, but and also <laughs> not John Waters. That would have been weird. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that is that his name? Is he John Waters? Something Waters? I think so. Oh boy, the Eraserhead guy. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's John I mean Waters. you you knew who I was talking about. Oh yes, yeah. there he is. Ooh, he is a weird looking motherfucker. It's a little mustache. I want to look up the director of Spider-Man Homecoming real quick. So I don't wanna I don't wanna sound like a fucking idiot. Well, I'm gonna leave this in, so that's assured. No, I'm I'm okay with people knowing <laughs> that I that I have to look it up, but at least I'm gonna gonna do my research so I don't just misinform. Ah, uh, it was John Watts. Yay, I did it. There you go, John. You gotta quit second-guessing yourself. I know. That's all I do, man. They don't really have any details yet. I think they're still working on the script and getting everything together right now. On Oh, uh, yeah, D&D movie. Yeah, on the movie. Um, 
But, uh, you know, they, they said all the right platitudes about uh, respecting the content and trying to make something that feels right. And uh, it was weird, though, like the picture that, they, that was like the headline of the article was like a, you know, was like a, a render of like real life people, um, but the characters from the old D&D cartoon. Oh, geez. It, like when I saw that, I was like, they're not, that's not what they're basing the fucking movie on, right? Uh, and, but there was nothing in the actual article about that. So that made me happy, but I was just like, what God, this picture is not making me confident for whatever you're talking about here. Have you, uh, watched the D and D cartoon in any sort of recent history? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Cause I haven't seen it since we were kids. I remember liking it, but I mean, if you've seen it since playing D and D, what do you think of that cartoon? It's, I mean, it's okay for a kid's show. Like I wouldn't want a movie based on it. Yeah. They, there was like a Brazilian car commercial where they brought the characters to life. And I think that's probably where the, like this, the source for the renders came from for that shot. Oh, okay. For like a car commercial with the, like a live action cast of the D and D cartoon kids. And, uh, that was fucking cool. Like, like yeah. that's rad for like a fucking Brazilian car commercial, but not for a major motion picture. Yeah. I just went through, uh, with the kid the other day and, and put on all those, uh, money market, whatever yeah. fucking commercials those were with the He-Man and Skeletor. Oh, those are fucking great. Those suits are so fucking cool. Have you seen the video where they, uh, where the, it's like behind the scenes as yeah. they're putting on the suits. It's all in Spanish, Man. but it's fucking cool. Oh yeah. Though I saw it. Wait, no, maybe I didn't. Maybe I wasn't watching it with sound. I don't know. Yeah, no, those suits are bad. The only th- thing I don't quite get is why Skeletor's wearing glasses, but whatever. Yeah, just black it out. <laughs> yeah, just put black eye makeup on or something. I mean, come yeah. on, glasses? But whatever, everything else was fucking tits. Yeah. So nice. So uh, the only other thing I got is a couple of uh, little uh, video game related tidbits. Do it. Uh, EA is Bit doing- those tids. EA is doing something cool, which is weird. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I say that a lot. Are they charging you for it? Um, uh, probably. I'm sure they're making money on it somehow. But they're uh, they're releasing the source code for um, uh, two Red Alert games. I think um, Tiberian Dawn and Red Alert, maybe or, uh, or Command and Conquer Tiberian Dawn and, and the original Red Alert, which are okay. old ass games now. But I played the shit out of both of those games. And, uh, so it's kind of cool They're releasing the source code. So like the modding community can do whatever the hell they want with it. You know, you can change assets, swap things around and jet packs. Yeah. They do something really neat with those games. And so I'm kind of excited to see what comes out of that. Uh, you know, basically you would still have to go on like steam and buy red alert. If the community is there for it, there could be some cool shit. So I'm kind of stoked yeah. on that. And then the other one was, uh, there's a dude that makes a uh, GTA radio app for Android audio that just released a big update that has all of the radio stations from all of the Grand Theft Auto games. So as so you can listen, around, to, listen to some Laszlo. Yep. <laughs> like that is fucking cool. <laughs> and what was that? Uh, Fernando Martinez. Yep. Yeah. So I'm going to, you know, all of them from like, you know, GTA three up through current. Yeah. What was what was the band in Vice? Was it Lo- Love Fist? Yes. Yeah, Love Fist. All right. Yeah. So and not not only do they like the DJs are kind of fun, like some of those have a pretty solid fucking soundtrack. Yeah. How how is he doing that with licensing of all cuz I mean He's not. He's not. You have to sideload it. It's 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 all oh, okay. uh, <laughs> it's all illicit. 
<laughs> but you can get it. So yeah, because yeah, Vice City had a killer fucking soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I loved that soundtrack so much because like with uh, San Andreas, with it taking place, you know, having like a like a '90s feel. I didn't care much for '90s '90s music as a whole, as we spoke about in our last episode. You know, if, if there was just a bunch of fucking Metallica, I'd have been okay with it. But yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll include a link in the show notes if you want to go on to, to Reddit where he's got his stuff posted and uh, download that if you've got Android Auto. And uh, you can uh, listen to Laszlo on your way to work. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's about all I got for news other than one uh, show-related news note. We have broached the thousand follower mark on Twitter. So that's kind of cool. So. Oh, no shit. Yeah. So thank you to everyone that follows us. That's right. I love that Twitter community, man. Like, and and it's not just from you that I've heard this, but like from other podcasters uh, in the Facebook group and the Instagram group, because I'm, I'm not on Twitter, you know, Hey, peek behind the curtain. Ben runs our Twitter and he does a way better job than I ever did or would do. But you know, I, I love the support that, that Twitter loves to give their community. Yeah. You know, it doesn't seem as cutthroat as other communities and I fucking love it. Which is weird. I think it may just be the podcasting community because, like that, I kind of stay within that bubble. Podcast, video games, D and D, nerd shit is kind of like I stay out of like the politics side of Twitter, which um, which I hear is uh, a a a vapid wasteland of horrific uh, proportions that I don't want anything to do with. Um, so I generally just avoid that and stick to uh, stick to my wheelhouse here. But the podcast portion of Twitter is amazingly supportive and uh, uh, fantastic. Um, it's been a great experience and it's been fun. And I yeah. keep on moving on. So. It seems like they all like actively want to collaborate and help people. Whereas like on Facebook, it's always just like one person. Like I can't, I can't even say how many times in that group there's somebody posting like, how do I get more followers? That's it. Or like, (laughs) hey, hey, review for a review or something or like subscribe for a subscribe. And it's basically that one person posting that. So they'll get, you know, however many people they can to subscribe to them. And then they can just, you know, when when they get the notification on Instagram, they can just, you know, follow them back. So they, they only have to click buttons, but they have all these people coming to them. Weird. I'm not really a big fan of review swaps because I don't want to. Like, I don't want to like listen to a show and be like, oh, that was horrible. And then feel obligated to give them a five-star review because they're giving me a review. Um, yeah. I haven't encountered that yet, thankfully, but you know, so I don't want to do the swaps. So anytime anyone asks me like, you want to do a swap? I'm just like, Hey, but I I'll try and I'll, I'll put you on the list. I'll try and review your show. You can review mine if you want. Yeah. You know, but, uh, I don't want to do a swap. Yeah. It makes sense. Cause you, you gotta, you gotta keep your, your integrity about it. Yeah. And on that note, uh, you know, like we've got a, uh, a, like a secret collaboration project that I'm working on putting together right now that, uh, more details will come out, uh, in the future, but we've already got some other podcasts interested in, uh, in doing something cool with us. So yeah. Yeah. Do, do you want to say at least, uh, around, around the time it may drop? Uh, yeah, it'll be around the holidays. Yeah. So special present near the end of the year. We we, hopefully we'll have something cool together. I'm looking forward to it. And I think you all will enjoy it as well. Um, so speaking of reviews, we've got some new ones. Yeah. I feel like it's been a while since we, uh, since we did a little review dump on here. So let's, uh, let's give, uh, give some people our praises for 
giving us their praises. Yeah. And the, and the cool thing is, uh, speaking of how cool podcast Twitter is, uh, one of the groups I'm in does like a, like every week on Saturday, they pick a podcast and everyone like hypes that podcast and like retweets stuff and is like, Hey, go listen to these guys kind of thing. And, uh, we were the dudes that got sieged Woo! on Saturday. So we've got some new reviews out of it and some new listens and, uh, it's, we're very appreciative to everybody for, uh, helping us out. All right. Um, mind if I take the lead? Go for it. I'm gonna. So we got a, uh, a review from hello and no on Apple podcasts. Uh, the title is excellent. It's a five-star review. Thank you so much. Hello and no. Um, it says, love this show always keeps me interested and always look forward to new episodes. Can't recommend it enough. And that's Tabby from your new best friends podcast. So definitely, uh, thank you very much, Tabby and everyone go check out your new best friends podcast as well. Yeah, cool. We've got new best friends. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. I got one here from Jack Napier, 1989, uh, also on iTunes. Uh, I fucking love that name. Must listen. Highly recommend this podcast. Give them a listen and tell them Dave from Bonsai Retro Club sent you. Uh, thanks, Dave. Nice shameless plug. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I've listened to Bonsai Retro Club. It's a good, it's, it is also a good, uh, a good podcast. They do like 80s and early 90s review stuff. I wonder where the, where the Jack Napier name comes from. Like I've, I would, I would even try to use that in my, in my show branding. Tell them Jack sent you. Um, so we've got one from Skywalker 0429. It is uh, two thumbs up with the thumbs up uh, emojis. And uh, it's a five-star review. It says, what a great podcast. The hosts are great and entertaining. They have great chemistry together. They are very knowledgeable about their topics. I appreciate that because sometimes I don't feel too knowledgeable. Sometimes I just, I feel very emotionally connected to something so I can blather on about it. And I, <laughs> I usually try not to talk out of my ass or say things that, that I'm, not sure are at least kind of true oh yeah so i'm glad i don't rub people the wrong way with uh with facts that are entirely wrong all right i got another one uh here from scotty may know i uh, love these guys john and ben are great literally listening to them talk about metallica and heavy metal and it reminds me of the conversations i had with my buddies it's just a fun time definitely give these guys a listen must listen to the music podcast yeah i imagine yeah, thank you, Scotty Mayno. I I'm glad you enjoyed it because that was something that was interesting going into that episode. Not really, you know, it was it was more of a nebulous idea and a lot more reminiscent than you know fact checking and research that we don't do anyway. But like, you know, it it was more just a memorial episode. So it was a uh, I'm I'm glad it it touched you the same way. Well, yeah, and, and on Twitter, Dan from the Movie Cellar. Um kind of chimed in after he listened to it saying that it made him that like listening to the episode at the end made him sad. Like he loved it all the way up until the end. And then he was like, I'm sad that you guys don't love music the way you do it too. And I don't know if I, <laughs> if I, if I should be sad because you guys lost the passion or because I haven't grown up and lost it yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did. I did go back and listen to that episode yesterday and I, I had forgotten that when we recorded it out in the end, we were just like, Oh man. Was it a bit of a downer? It was a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, guys. <laughs> I mean, it used to be so important to us, but I mean, that's that's life. As a note, music is definitely still important to both of us, but just not as important as it was when we were fucking 20. 
Yeah, I've got way too many things. I mean, I mean, I don't even worry about my identity as much as I did back then. Like nothing defines me like music used to because I just don't care that much anymore. Yeah, that's true. I'm in the same boat. Popeye style. I yams what I yams. And that's all that I yams. I fucking hate yams. <laughs> um, is that it? I think that's everything we got. Thank you for hanging out with us today, folks. Um, stay tuned for our next episode coming out. It is going to be on children slash adult icon Pee Wee Herman, but we're recording it in just a few minutes, so you don't get to be on the show. Yeah, but you get to be excited for some Pee Wee based (laughs) podcasting coming up in a week. Yeah, go on the social medias and just drop some of your favorite memories. Let's have a discussion about it on the social medias themselves. Um, We are on Facebook, the uh, Geek Exploration, the podcast page. Uh, Instagram, Geek Exploration Podcast, and Twitter at Geek Explore Pod, or you could email us at email at geeksplorationpodcast.com. And uh, if you want to be read out on this show, like the fine folks that uh, gave us a review, you can do the same Apple Podcast or Podchaser um, or anywhere else, but we might not see it if it's somewhere else. I think Spotify does reviews, but I, I don't think I check it. Not regularly, at least. So. Oh, shit. I forgot. We had uh, we had one episode review on uh, on Podbean. Oh, Podbean, yeah, from uh, Quiet from Mike. It quieted on the set. Yeah, let's see. Here we go. This is a comment on the music episode, but it it applies to the show in general. So I'm I'm taking it. it says fantastic show, especially for a proud geek like me. Woo woo. Yeah, wear that badge. Uh, thank you, Mike. Um, so bye. Our theme song celebration by Kevin McLeod. That's right. (laughs) Now, goodbye. See ya.